So, I'll start with who I am. My name is Eric McGill, and I am a gay circus artist currently living in Cardiff, Wales. I am originally from Ottawa, Canada, via Montreal. I was a competitive trampolinist when I was young, and come from a non-circus family. My circus career started very young, at the age of seven. I was enrolled into a circus summer camp. I fell in love and went to that camp every year for 10 years. It led me to apply to the National Circus School in Montreal. It's there that I met my coach Victor Fomin and started learning swinging trapeze. Swinging trapeze has taken me all over. I've swung in big outdoor shows, on top of a cruise ship in the South Pacific, for big circuses in Europe like Flick Flack and Circus Roncalli in Germany, and the Victor Hugo Cardinale in Portugal, as well as medium-sized circuses and even tiny circuses. Some too small for me to swing without swinging into the walls of the tent. I've worked mostly as a soloist, but I've also done a synchronized dual version of my swinging act with two other girls with whom I am still good friends. It's always nicer when I can share my aerial experience with another person. It's very reassuring to have someone up there supporting me, smiling back at me, or yelling back at me as the case sometimes was. But the idea of sharing the experience of performing trapeze has always been something very special to me, and I love these girls very much. I'm also an avid consumer of circus. I probably see 10 to 15 shows per year, not including all the acts I consume on YouTube and Instagram, Facebook. And I'm always traveling to see friends and new shows that I've never seen or need to see again. As time went on, however, and this probably started around the time I began circus school, I began to notice a trend. If there was a man and a woman in an act together, if they were forced to be close to each other, if their acts required physical contact, such as hand-to-hand, duotropies, roller skating, they would almost certainly present an act that was in some stage of a romantic courtship. The idea of this cliché might be very familiar to anyone who has seen a lot of circus shows, but the idea was first posited into my head by two schoolmates, Louis-David Simeno and Rosalie Duchamp, a duo trapeze couple from Quebec. While we were at school together, they were always very vocal about how tired they were about seeing the same premise of I love you, come close, I hate you, go away, oh okay, maybe come back because we have another trick to do. And they wanted to explore something really new. At school, they devised an act that was very competitive and even combative. Their characters were clearly not even friends, let alone lovers. But that act and those choices came with their own problems. An interaction with somebody physically that is smaller than you, and uh, you you don't want to just smack that person, you know? You want to take care of that person, and you want to... So it was really hard for me to fight back. Um, But I'm also a very good person. At some point, just getting we were getting pretty much intertwined and that's when it started to to get very interesting because both of us were very competitive and in order to achieve or reach the places where we wanted to go before we knew that's where we wanted to go um, we needed to push that 
thing because we are also two persons who are very respectful and in the act that we created it was not quite respectful <laughs> and he makes a good point if you are a man and a woman who are performing not as lovers but as enemies then you have to consider the connotations that come with a man and a woman not getting along it becomes very easy to make an act about one very misogynistic man and a woman trying to fight against him. This was not their intent, and it's very hard from the inside to see what something looked like from the outside. They were their own artistic directors of this act, so they had a big responsibility not to make something that reads as being about domestic violence by accident. On top of that, they still had people's expectations to consider. And there is no avoiding that some moves require bodies to be touching and close. The question becomes, how do they use those moments in a way that feeds the narrative? A narrative they were in control of. People are going to come to your show with their prejudice. What can be done to direct those prejudice interpretations towards something that you can be proud of? The relation that I had with my acrobatic partner, with Rosalie, because we were not lovers and we were not attracted one to, to another. But on the trapeze, when you fight, 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 boom, and then at some point you realize that you're sitting one on top of each other, it's awkward and you can take a moment to realize that. Um, maybe it's very awkward, or maybe it's even more awkward because we kind of like this, you know? But this is also related with the public. Because that's what, that's what they're going to see. And very tiny space, having to touch each other for their acrobatic things, but building parts of the body that, um, you cannot fight against the ideas and the pictures they have in their head. And that's when we started to realize that, yeah, we cannot fight against something. We cannot fight against the fact that my partner was a, a girl, I was a boy, and we were confined in a very small space on a trapeze, you know? Already, boy, girl, sitting beside each other, touching skin to skin, like arm to arm or side to side. Um, don't do anything. Don't even move. People are already having thoughts in their mind. As a result, the act the two of them ended up creating both played on their original idea, as well as people's expectations. We were able to create something that proposed romance in a different way. You know, when, when we're kids and we're talking like, oh, go play with girls, oh, girls, or go play with boys, no, boys. And then finally, you're not such of a child anymore, a kid, and there are two people of different sex, and you're supposed to be attracted one to another, I suppose. <laughs> and, and 
that's that's the essence of that act. So being very goofy because you don't really know what you're doing. So sometimes instead of being flirty, you're just like pushing a shoulder, and then you realize that oops, that was maybe not the right thing to do. I was also lucky to interview my friend Alpha Marks. She is a rope and silks artist based in London and performed in a show where she was asked to replace on a duo silks act. They were enacting the story of Hades and Persephone. Alpha was to replace for the role of Hades, a role previously held by a man. In the Greek myth, the two are lovers, but spend only half the year together. Persephone's descent into the underworld brings cold in the winter, and her return above brings the spring. I just did Becoming Shades, working with uh, another woman, Rebecca Renison. So it was the, supposed to be a, well, it was a interpretation of uh, the story of Hades and Persephone. And I was Hades, and Rebecca was Persephone. And this was the time I was allowed to show some vulnerability and um, just a real love for her uh, and her love for me. Little hints at the the longing um, for her and the loss when she left and then enjoying being together. The simple fact of her being so physically different from her predecessor had its own challenges. The masculine role she was taking required her to be more physically dominant, despite her being smaller than her partner. And she was not in drag. The director told her to perform as a woman, and she was dressed as a woman. Ostensibly, the display was a romantic relationship between two women. And they had difficulty finding the line that was both appropriate and true to the story they were trying to tell. But she's bigger than me and she's heavier than me. So we had to work ways of still showing my strength in times where I couldn't just you know, hold her in the way that she had done in, with the guys in the, in the pre- previous carnations of the show. And a lot of people didn't know what the hell was going on. Someone even came up to me and thought I was her mum, which was weird. Because it was uh, definitely not that kind of relationship we were showing. The director had a difficult job to do. The director had to find the line where the two girls would read as being in a relationship that was romantic without showing sex. They knew the two girls were running the risk of the act becoming what so many female duo acts and female solo acts, for that matter, become which is an erotic dance for the straight men in the audience. There was going to be many people in the audience that see lesbian relationships as existing only to serve a straight male sexual fantasy. And this show, or at least this act in the show, was not to be about sex, but about love and longing. I asked if there was anything they had to edit or cut in their act in order to maintain the integrity of the show. Before this interview, she had told me the director said not to les it up too much. I don't think she said anything, no, that's too much. And what did she really mean by that? Like, maybe she just meant, like, don't play up. <laughs> or don't play up to, like, a straight man's thought of a lesbian couple. Like, 
because she didn't want it to be about that. Because she didn't want people leaving thinking, oh, like, I've got a hard on. If you try to show love, but not sex, with the same sex couple, where, how far would you have to push it to the point that people wouldn't just see friends? Like, as soon as you see a man and a woman on stage, you automatically go to that point in your head. If you see a same-sex couple on stage, you have to get to a certain point before you read that. And you have, you have to cross a certain amount of boundaries, and then you need to not cross too many boundaries before you become crude and, yeah, you know, doing it, showing it for all the wrong reasons. I was also lucky to have Rosie in the same room with Alpha during our interview and she had views on the show as an outsider. Rosie is a juggler and a teacher at the National Centre for Circus Arts in London. Rosie, in this clip, is hypothesizing about a show that does dare to show a same-sex couple in a soft but non-sexualized relationship. She says that the show would be doomed to be known and marketed as the gay show, but that a show like that could break new ground and possibly take some of the weight off the shoulders of other show creators. Once they're not the first people to do that, it will be less, I guess, scary or like less new uh, as a representation on stage so that that cannot be the defining thing about the show, unless that's what they want. But like, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. That once that ground is broken, then audience will be yeah. able to dig deeper into the other things that that show has to offer. Yeah, what they're offering, yeah. In Fauna, I, there's that kind of fight between the two guys, and it's this kind of meant to be this primal fight. Of, they're kind of fighting over the women, kind of. And I just I read a little. There was a little bit of like that hug for a moment, and they'd soften up for a moment, but then push each other away. And what I read into it was kind of that their um, acro fighting, pushing each other away type, kind of kind of sexual, but not really. And okay. I just, I was like, where's the representation of soft love between two men? Mm-hmm. I just hadn't, I haven't seen that enough. And it just, it started really irritating me. And, um, and that was one of the reasons that I went, me, me and Lockie, we need to put our, our love on stage and represent um, kind of same-sex um, couples in, a, in the way that we are. That's not overly flamboyant. It's not overly masculine. It's just us um, being who we are and loving each other. Completely by accident. And in the first interview I did, I learned that two Australian acrobats were preparing a new show with a major circus company. The two acrobats, Jesse Scott and Lachlan McCauley, are planning a new show like I've never seen or heard of before. They are creating a show about two men in love. Specifically about them, their relationship, and the gay culture of the outside world. The two have been working together for many years and signed the papers to be married at the end of one of their shows at the Sydney Opera House. I mean, we'll have a scene in there that we're kind of planning to, to dress up a little bit into, into kind of the stereotypes of what gays are and things like that, and then kind of come back to what we were wearing originally and just be like, no, this is how I like you. So we'll, we'll touch on a little bit of that kind of stereotype stuff, but it's really not... I mean, with our work, with Cassis's work, we, we, have a, we don't really have a big overarching um, storyline or, or, or things like that. It's, it's more about what the audience want to read into, into what we're doing. So, where are we? Well, we're at a place where duo acts between same-sex couples that show unambiguous romance are rare. The few examples I could find tend to be segregated, 
either into their own show, onto their own stages, or on their own YouTube channels. A duo act has to be collaborative. If one acrobat wants to do a salto and the other does not, it ain't gonna happen. The technique itself requires a certain level of harmony in order to work. Even in moves where there is a rejection, i.e. one person being forced away, both have to agree to that rejection for it to be executed properly. And in that harmony and close proximity breeds an easy narrative for love. It's familiar. It's easy to understand. And that is the real problem here. People likely know two male friends who get along somewhat, but fight each other playfully as part of their friendship. They are much more likely to have seen this in action than two men who are openly romantic with each other. There are just more examples of female-female friendship in the world than there are female-female romance, no matter what your friend circle might be like. The change I would like to see is this. Just try it. Make a gay romantic act. Only by having many, many failed attempts will we find a way to show gay relationships with the same diversity as they exist in the real world. As circus artists, our job is to explore alternative versions of ourselves. To delve deep inside and expose something particular so that it can be exploited to create a message. If gay sexuality is not something you feel comfortable adding to an act or show, then ask yourself honestly, is it because it would not be interesting or relevant to your message? Or does it stem from a reluctance? If so, might that be a tiny shard of homophobia in your subconscious? If so, are you happy to hold on to that fear? <laughs>